But we ain't bailing out in that pink Ferrari, we pillin' out. I told Tay, bring the Bob Dylan out. That pussy so cold, we just chillin' out. Baby, yellin', yellin', yet yellin' out. It is Barbie, bitch, if you still in doubt. Hello, and welcome to Movie Podcast, Stephen Jellion. I'm Dr. Movies. And I'm Rachel. And today we're discussing one of the few cultural events, part one, that we have mm. in this desiccated cultural husk of a country. We're experiencing a, a phenomenon right now. A phenomenon, now. the phenomenon of Barbenheimer. Yeah, but yeah. specifically to this podcast. The Barb part. The Barb part. Woo! Woo! Wow. Well, I'm excited. I, I, you know, I've had... I've had mixed feelings over the past few months kind of going mm-hmm. into this uh, because people online are fucking annoying. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, shut sh- shut up about Barbie. Well, listen, it wasn't anyone's fault necessarily, mm. you know. Mm. Okay. Well, then, okay, here's, here's mm. the thing. <laughs> I can sense we're going to disagree on this I podcast. sense we're going to disagree. So, I okay, before we get into the, the meat of it, I think that maybe we can both agree that the Barbie... PR marketing stuff has been really irritating because it's it's everywhere. They spent as much marketing this movie as they did shooting the movie. They spent 150 million dollars. Which is which is nuts. It's nuts. Um, it's literally everywhere. Everything is pink. Everything is blah blah blah. But and they're seeing it's paying dividends. Yes. Well, I sort of have a question about that. Yeah. Though, because the the Barbenheimer phenomenon, I think it was organic. There was no marketing yes. team in some conference room in Hollywood in you know Century City that was like, hey, let's link these two. I think, in fact, they were probably worried that they would cannibalize each other's box office yeah. when an, the exact opposite has happened. Well, I think that there's the extra element of <clears throat> Barbie being a Warner Brothers movie who just had a, they had a breakup with Christopher Nolan. Mm. And so there is there have been the rumors of them releasing Barbie on the same day as a kind of petty sure revenge and getting back however that's plausible to me but it's 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 uplifted both of the movies it's these two movies have grossed more like on their own at least barbie has than avengers endgame almost like it's it's the most profitable weekend of movie going since avengers endgame yes which was at this point how many years ago like four five more maybe even yeah so this is huge the movies are back movies are back (laughs) Um, Forever? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, And it's somewhat original. You know, it's based on a toy. It's IP based, but it's it's not based on a previous movie or a book. It's not a second installment of a franchise, right? So I'm going to be a little less cynical about all of this and say... Okay, that's interesting. That's cool. That's exactly what the movie wants you to say. Oh, no. Um, Fallen for it. So, you know, much in the same way that the original uh, infatuation with the Nicole Kidman AMC commercial was organic and then got exhausting. Yeah. So too has the Barbenheimer hype. (laughs) So too, yes. And yet, you know, we are also very plugged in, I think, to maybe sort of more casual fans of cinema. They might just be sort of like, my mom is just like, oh, Barbenheimer. Yeah. You know, like the fact that my mom knows about it and is sort of taken by the whimsy of it, I think tells you that. You know, it's it's probably fine. Yeah. For the average yeah. Person. Sure. I had someone at, at work on a call being like, "Have you heard about this Barbenheimer yeah. stuff?" And that was like last week. It's like, yeah. all right. Uh, I've been hearing about it, lady, for, for years. <laughs> for what feels like years at this point. So yeah, for like a more casual, normal person, mm. no, it probably is not very it, annoying. It's always important to remember that we're freaks. We're freaks. We're freaks of nature. Disgusting, yeah. sick media. Rolling freaks. around in the slop and the mud. Um, and I think, 
uh, you know, that's going to color our reaction to this. But, yeah, definitely. Um, but that's why you're here, folks, because you want to listen here. to the freaks. Yeah, we're, we're, we're professional freaks. Professional freaks, baby. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the actual theatrical experience. Absolutely. Because that was, so I was, I went to a, uh, around a noon showing mm-hmm. uh, on a Sunday and it was packed. Like yeah. maybe there were, there were some open seats in the very, front couple of rows but it was it was packed it was also all types you know all sorts yeah uh there were a kids. lot of teens yeah a lot um, a lot of teens a lot there of gays were, for me i went to a see lot of middle-aged gays yeah a lot mind. of uh, yeah like my age gays 30 gays oh i was 30s. gonna say older than that but yeah, sure maybe yeah that. well uh gays were there there were moms there were everybody was there i'm gonna tell you something i'm gonna stop down for a second i have a bone to pick with the gays all right, this, here we go. In my screening, there were a lot of rowdy gay men trying mm. to make the experience about them. Can you give some examples? Uh, well, they were and one can of them. You, and can you uh, do it so that the audience can imagine that they're there? So I'm wanting you to do some impressions. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't have to accept that challenge. Th- you know what? If, if I'm going to do it. And here's the thing. If you don't hear me doing it, it means it was too offensive and we cut it out. <laughs> Uh, so just know that, listener. Um, so there was this guy and uh, there was this group of guys and they were like, they were all dressed up in their pink. Everyone was dressed up in pink. I was dressed up in pink. My girlfriend oh, was dressed were? up in pink. Oh, yeah, that's so yeah, nice. you know, and like the whole theater was all pinked out. If there were yeah. Oppenheimer costumes, I think they were just like regular mall goths, you know, yeah. but it, it was mostly I was seeing Barbie and Barbie yeah. did better than Oppenheimer. Yes. As you would expect. And... Um, these, these gays, Mm -hmm. they were loud. They Mm -hmm. were clearly, maybe some of them were rolling. They were definitely drunk. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, like, um, they were like just talking loudly through all the trailers, which is fine. I don't give a shit. I bet they scream laughed at the part where Ken and Barbie are on roller skates and Ken's like, I'm getting a lot of positive attention. People think my outfit's cool. And this gay guy walks by him and goes... Ooh, like yeah, like, they scream laughed at many. That parts. was that was that was a particular moment that killed in my theater. Oh, sure. That just got people rowdy over. We, we that. Say, this movie w- killed. Yeah, the whole time in my screening, I yeah. assume in yours. Yeah, uh, it was a smash hit. Yes, people were hooting and hollering. They laughed at the right parts. Yeah, they were crying at the right parts. Oh, and, and I was going to say these gays, they were sobbing. Oh yeah, audibly. Yeah, just yeah. Oh, there was there, there were like people. <laughs> there, there was this one guy who was just like, oh, oh my god, like just like vocalizing about a, a theatrical gay who yeah. would have thought um just like yes honey uh, uh, uh. like it was yeah you may need to cut that one out it we'll was see too much yeah just at, a lot at the start uh my girlfriend shushed the entire theater and she got applauded i love her uh, yeah, yeah good for her. um it was great people were like someone was just like yes she's right she's right <laughs> silence for barbie silence yeah. for barbie uh was, did people uh, did people do anything speaking of do anything for the Nicole Kidman intro not only they they before it even began people were like it's about to happen it's about to happen yeah. and they were like yes get ready get get ready and they they said it along with it and they got applause at the they end they got applause yeah. people were like wow um, yeah to the point where also if people who go to the movies a lot aka 
us mm-hmm. and who are also kind of cynical. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, that was that was funny for me when it, the first time that I experienced it happening. It's the first three over, times. over a year ago at yes. this point. Uh, Apparently, they've had another one in the can for like six months. Please give it give to us. Give us the new Nicole Kidman commercial. We're so sick of this one. But because we not. need it, all of us. But, but we need the we need new it. Nicole Kidman commercial. But you know what? If I'm a AMC executive, I'm like, they're still saying it. I'm the riding theater. this one. We can't burn the new old one until we, you know, yeah. come on. Yeah, we got to so. squeeze all the juice from that one first. So again, we're, we're, we're freaks. We're freaks. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was... It was nice. It, yes. it was cool to see a We're theater being so engaged. About it, but. However, I also want to add, like, as everyone knows, I'm a hater. Uh, yeah, you are. And when I booked my ticket, I already, which was, you know, over a week before the showing or something, but I was already, like, mentally preparing myself of, Rachel... You're going to be so mad at people in your theater. Mm. You are going to be annoyed. They're going to be laughing with their mouths open, spewing popcorn everywhere. <laughs> That's really the image that I have in my brain. And so I, I had enough time to like prep myself. And just boyfriend from all of a sudden in Philadelphia. Exactly. That's 100% the image that I have in my head. like, oh, no. Because like, all right, so I had time to like, I don't know, ready So this is our first disagreement. I I. Hear you, but it was. I was so happy to see so many people so enthusiastic for cinema that, like, I was like, Yay! Like, I'm so glad that all these people. I, I also, cinema. I wasn't as bothered by it as I would normally be because this wasn't like in one of like my precious movies, which is like basically any horror movie. We're like, Shut the fuck, shut mm. the fuck up, which was this is like, what, whatever, like, it's a lighthearted consumerist comedies like let's all right let's get into it let's get into the barbie let's get into the meat of the picture yeah so i think that we i'm probably a little less hot about this than you are i think that you straight up liked it i straight up liked it yeah yeah there were things about it that i wish they hadn't done for example let's just get get into Uh, it Tell, tell us air it out sure well okay let's let's set up the groundwork a little bit okay um Let's start with this. I hate Noah Baumbach. And as, he is, he is a co-writer of this movie. Mm-hmm. He is, I think, my least favorite contemporary filmmaker. Where I do you think, see his fingerprints in this? Uh, th- I was trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think maybe the, the, the sheer amount of dialogue in this movie, as opposed to uh, action in many cases, mm-hmm. I see it there. Mm-hmm. Um... However, you know, Greta Gerwig is is amenable. I mean, they have a long creative partnership. Yeah. Um, I rewatched Green. I watched Greenberg for the first time just to like get in the sort of Bombach mm-hmm. uh, Gerwig collaborative. You came out of that mood. pretty steam. Hated. It. <laughs> Hate Greenberg. It's trash. <laughs> The movie's garbage. He's basically, he's just like, what if Woody Allen was worse? What if Whit Stillman was worse? What if, like, I think he's only made one good movie. It's The Squid and the Whale. Get him. If we're talking about directorially. Yeah. I think he sucks. So I was pleasantly surprised by how, just how funny mm-hmm. I thought the movie was. Yeah. And um, now let's, let's take another step back uh, in terms of like, what, what did I feel that it was incisive, Rachel? Uh-huh. No. Of course not. No. However, are you surprised that the Ben Shapiro's of the world are like, oh my God, this has gone too far? Well, because also, they're, no. they're grifters, so yeah. so that that's their. I would be disappointed in them as grifters if they didn't jump yeah. on this because it's an opportunity for them to be like the it, gender it, it, genders it, walls are fruit. falling. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and to a certain extent, 
every sort of joke in this movie was low-hanging fruit. Yes. Um, and I was like, fine with that, I guess, because I didn't expect a movie that was financed by Mattel to be more subversive than this movie ultimately was. I, okay. I was not going to be like, oh, I wish they had been darker. I wish they had been edgier. I wish they had been truly subversive because, you know, there was the whole, we, we've been talking about this capitalist realism, Mark Fisher, Derrida, Deleuze, Zizek, all this like stuff. Is the, the, the thing made from inside the machine of capitalism is never going to be in a true iconoclastic indictment of the thing itself. Like that's very... I think should be obvious to everyone at this point. If it's not obvious to you, well, then you're, you know, you're you part of the problem learning to do. I don't know if you're part of the problem, you're part of the but problem. you're, you know, no, I'm, I'm feeling really steamed about this. So I okay, <laughs> then go off. Then I want to hear what you think. No, I mean, I, I, I can also accept that. I think that going into it, yes, you have to be like, all right, this is uh, fully licensed by Mattel. Like they're obviously not going to go. It, it's not going to be very subversive. It's probably not going to have anything really insightful to say. And that's fine, except for the fact that the movie keeps referencing the fact that it's not saying those things and, like, that the movie is self-aware of its limitations uh, in in the <laughs> <Yeah>. choice. <laughs> 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 and, and I'm just meta. like, shut, shut up. Shut up. Stop congratulating yourself. You are not allowed to, to give uh, Margot Robbie a, a whole monologue where she's like, I'm ugly and I'm not perfect anymore and then have Helen Mirren narrator come in and say no no to the to the studio if you want this to be believable don't hire Margot Robbie for it like, I could have I could have done up. without that there were there were multiple lines like that let's talk about some other lines that I, where we felt like it betrayed its its intentions I think that they should have gotten rid of the entire Will Ferrell plot line. I wanted, I, I, okay, so can we actually pause and go into, yes. into this? I think because, that's a good entree. Yeah, because I, I had a lot to think about with this. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that, and this is not even a, a, a criticism of, uh, like, the ethics of this or anything. This mm-hmm. is a criticism of your, your movie could have been better if yes. the Mattel... If you had to keep Mattel, if you had to keep Will Ferrell as the president and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you should have made the real world more realistic so that there was more of a contrast between yes. Barbie land and the real world. Like that bugged me right away. Good point. It made me outright angry in the, the theater. The, the, that plus the internal logic of the Mattel executives didn't make sense. Because they were like, well, we want to return Barbie to the Barbie world because it's affecting what she does in the real world affects the perception of Barbie in the real world, which allows us to not be able to sell the products in the way that we used to. But then when Ken turns Barbie world into the patriarchy, they were like, oh. That also affects the real world products. It also affects the real world products. And then the real world products are selling the same amount. But for some reason, even though it doesn't make any difference to their bottom line, they still want to go back and make Barbie world feminist again. Mm -hmm. And then there's all these lines where they undercut it, where he's like, well, I actually don't care how feminist it is. Like it Mm -hmm. it didn't make any sense. No. There was no, the the internal logic of the Mattel executives didn't make sense at all. No, it it didn't, it didn't make sense to the point where it's, and you also don't even, you don't need that in this, like you could, you could probably edit out almost all of the Mattel exec stuff and the movie would be totally comprehensible. The only part that you move, that you lose is, the Rhea Perlman, Perlman stuff. 
Yes, which was one of my was the best sentimental part of it. We'll get to that at the end, I sure. think. Sure. But yeah. I, I think the reason they wanted to do it, it was yet another layer of meta. Yep. That they Meta's decided that right they wanted too. to have it. It's hot. And so this is what I will say to you. And this I said to you this to you in a text. <laughs> that I think that what Greta Gerwig is essentially done here is an episode of Rick and Morty without the characters. In terms of the the function of the film is to do a meta commentary about the idea of Barbie through exploring a hypothetical Barbie world. And that's something that that's like a world that I think Rick and Morty would visit in, in a episode of their show. Yeah. And they would provide meta commentary on that Mm -hmm. concept. Yes. As you said, meta is very hot right now. So I sort, I sort of feel like if you are okay with the idea of a Rick and Morty episode that does that, you have to be somewhat okay with the idea of a Greta Gerwig movie that does that. And we can talk I, about... I guess, but it's not... Like, for me, like, the 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 proof is in the pudding, which is, in this case, the execution, which uh, I, I guess, if you're looking at, like, the comparison of, like, a Rick and Morty episode, first of all, it's, like, small animation, so, like, the, the, the whole atmosphere and attitude is going to be different. Mm-hmm. This, however, because it is also aligned with the product itself yes. has so many more limitations. Yes. And I, I think you and I both commented, you more than, more than me, we saw someone on Twitter be like, I cannot believe that Mattel let them get away with this script. It's, and it's this last so, line. You're such a boob if you think that way. You're it's an like, absolute boob. oh my God, they don't give a shit. They were probably just like, oh, we didn't know that we could do anything with this. Good on you for figuring something out. Sure, why not? You know, like, what, what the fuck does Mattel care? This is great for them. A hundred, which I, I saw someone actually note, which in regards to it being great for Mattel, that. Uh, they managed to build up a lot of uh, interest or cult following for certain Barbies, like the Allen Barbie or Mm -hmm. Midge, but they're not re-releasing any of those. And so there's, and so looking at it from that corporate standpoint, it's like, oh, you guys kind of, you kind of missed this one. You should have done like a whole re-release of a lot of these Barbies in order to make more money off of this, you idiots. I guess I would say is like, I, I hear all of that and I completely agree. So I guess what it comes down to is you have to ask yourself two questions. Are you enthusiastic about the idea of a satire? Period. Like how how hard does satire get you in 2023? Mm-hmm. You know? And then if the answer is, I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not bored by it. Then is this a good satire? And I would say, Yeah. It, it, it's pretty good. I laughed a lot. I laughed at Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. I l- thought he was excellent. And the movie is kind of like more interesting. The Ken part of the movie is more interesting than the Barbie part of the movie. Absolutely. But I also it's think... It's also the least sentimental part, and that's no coincidence in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that Margot Robbie is incredible in it. I think that most of the actors other than Simu Liu are great in it. Uh, I did not. This is unfair because this person is probably a minor, but didn't like the daughter, America Ferreira's daughter. I thought she oh, sucked. Oh, what are you going to do? But like her material was also abysmal. So what are you going to do about it? I, I thought it was pretty fucking snappy. Um, there there were times when I was just like, there were, there were low-hanging fruit. This movie is very online. 
There were low-hanging fruit jokes like, oh, The Godfather. The Godfather. Oh, the, when a guy, you know, this guy is going to force you to watch The Godfather. This guy is going to tell you about the Snyder Cut. Yeah. This guy is going to play the guitar the, Those at you. were major groan moments for me. Like, ah, uh, And they it. were for me, too. I guess that, like, where it succeeded for me is like, okay, so if you were just going to make a joke about the fact that guys like to play guitars for girls, that would be, like, sort of hack. But the fact that you did, like, a whole elaborate circle of all the different Kens playing guitar for Barbies, like that made me laugh. Like whenever they went sort of above and beyond with a stock, uh, I guess, I, like making fun of men joke. Yeah. I laughed. Yeah. Um, whenever they were doing a low effort making fun of men joke, I was just like, I've heard, it's like, it's not even that I thought it was bad. It's just like, yeah, I heard that two years ago yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. You yeah. know? I, I really liked the Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah. I thought that that was great. Uh, I, I like that whole part of the movie. I liked watching, but with the very strong, like milk toast but strong ideology that this movie has, I couldn't, I could not accept the poor execution of like the like what like. What are you? Wait, what are you saying? So okay, you want to say a lot of things, but what do you want me to do? Perfect segue. Let's unpack it. What is this movie saying about gender? So first of all, it's saying, uh, it is not Barbie's fault that you have body image issues. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred. It's flat out saying anything that you know that is associated with Barbie negatively in that way. That's all like society projecting onto the Barbie. That has nothing to do. She's innocent. She's innocent in all of this and completely absolved of any guilt. Okay. Which I don't love. Um, because that's because to me that's like okay well like yeah of course Mattel isn't gonna have a movie where they're like oh yeah we need to kind of confront the the history of representation in our dolls that's never gonna happen that's true that doesn't that doesn't happen so so of course not so okay whatever so all right we want to do the whole if I have to hear the word patriarchy even one more time I'm gonna have a meltdown we want we're doing a whole conversation about matriarchy versus patriarchy kind of and like this is how the Barbies are going to defeat the patriarchy that's being thrust upon them and we know from the movie or the movie wants to tell us that like you know Barbies are meant to uh, the the real world can emulate what she does. Like that's really the the goal here. And you know you know that because when she, they go to the real world, she's horrified. She's like, yeah, but like we Barbies, we solved it. Like we told you how to do everything. Mm-hmm. And then the solution for the patriarchy stuff is okay. All you got to do is you got to flirt with guys and then make them jealous of each other, and then you've beaten the patriarchy. You have to you have to deceive them into you have to uh, sexually deceive them, sexually deceive them, and create. Cause them to work against each other, because uh, so that you can recapture the sort of uh, political apparatus of your society. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they want to be Supreme Court justices, they're like, maybe you say maybe in a few years. And then you, and then but then you get to say someday the Kens might have a similar position uh, in the Barbie land as women do in the real world. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up about that. Talk to me more about it. Because, cause like, okay, so we've all seen, if you're listening to this, you've seen the movie. You understand the premise is that there's this Barbie world where women yes. rule, and then they go into the real world, and then Ken, played by Ryan Gosling, immaculately comes back and brings the patriarchy of the real world into the Barbie world and 
fucks everything up, and then the Barbies have to take it back. Yes, yeah. And so the reason he does that is because he... Okay, I don't feel like there, there's some underdeveloped character things in here that probably could have we're, helped We're kind of having bit. a hard time discussing it, right? Because the movie's muddy. The movie's very muddy. It, 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 it does bounce from like, oh, this is personally about Barbie and Ken to this mm-hmm. is more about society and structural issues, mm-hmm. and they're representing that. But on a personal level, they also have these other elements going on. It's like, all right, okay, okay, okay. So Ken in Barbie Land feels... Uh, he, he's he's disempowered. He's totally disenfranchised. He, he only exists in the light of her gaze. And he uh, there's a voiceover narrator at the beginning. It's like, well, Ken only has a good day if Barbie looks at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of leave this a little bit vague, but Barbie isn't interested in Ken at all romantically, and he is interested in her that way. We don't really know why, which is like fine. Like, and he doesn't. No one seems to know what sex is. No one seems to know what sex is, but like they make references to like genitals and okay, or the absence of them. Oh, the absence of them. Uh, how about the beach off stuff? It went on for a, it went on. It, it was almost repeated too many times, where it's like you should have said this maybe two less times than you did. We so we have the men competing for the affections of women in Barbie world. However, the men and the Barbies also each have a one-to-one counterpart of each other. Correct. Uh, yes. Government assigned. Right. Husband, wife. Right. So I think that they're trying to make this sort of comment about it's bad if a man looks for his value in his sort of like possession of a woman. Sure. Right. Because there's like some, there's like a, they're flirting with like incel commentary. Yeah. In some places. But then it, yeah, then. So like, so he's, he's, you know, he's not getting the treatment that he wants from Barbie. She often ignores him. She's off doing her little dance party. When he goes to the real world, he's like, oh my God, everyone he- Okay, this is the part that I was just like, he's like, all right, everyone here just respects me based on the nature of who I am. And, you know, I'm getting a lot of attention and I don't feel like there's an undertone of violence at all. And then it goes to Barbie. He's like, I do actually do feel a lot of violence right now. It's like, okay, stop this. I laughed at that But he gets really obsessed with this idea that like over here, like it's like the reverse of Barbie land and like he gets to feel important. And so he's like, well, all right, I'm blocked from succeeding in the real world because I don't have like a medical degree or I'm not like whatever it is. So I need to go somewhere where I can just start the patriarchy from the ground up. So mm-hmm. let me get all these library books and go back to Barbie land and teach them about the wonders of the patriarchy because I get to be at the top of the food chain in that. And it works immediately because like they, they're they not inoculated to it. Okay. Like, they, 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 oh my God. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? They make a direct comparison to like the smallpox yes, blankets. Yes, smallpox blankets, which I laughed at too. Sounds like you were grumpy in the theater. I was laughing at some of these jokes. But we should say the catalyst for Barbie going into the real world is that she is plagued by thoughts of her own death. And that her feet are no longer on tiptoes. Right. And that's because there is a America Ferreira who works for Mattel in the real world like sad about she's been drawing pictures of this potential Barbie based on her, her Barbie, own. which is Margot Robbie Barbara Barbie. And it's like uh thoughts she's of thinking death. about death. 
Barbie, depression mm-hmm. Barbie, whatever. And so she's like, all right, I have to go to the real world, meet this person and resolve the issue so yes. that I can go back to being hot. And she's told to do this by Kate McKinnon's character, which is fucked up Barbie or like weird, weird Barbie, Barbie because she's been played with too hard in the world, all right, okay, which is so, pretty funny. I, all right. I want to make a, a slight pause here uh-huh. and just talk about my own experiences playing with Barbie sure. uh, because... What else am I going to get to do that? Uh, my main beef with this movie, beyond all the other things that I've said, is that this is not how I ever played with my Barbies. <laughs> my, That's how my sister did. My so I I would never like I would never cut a Barbie's hair or color on her or anything like that. Like Some people that's do. just so wrong. But I would also never do like dance parties and slumber parties. Would you like scissor them. I, maybe like a little. I think I was I was less scissoring and more just like smacking their bodies together. Mm. But like my Barbies were always being like captured and like held prisoner, oh, yeah. and like there was like I had like a like a figurine of like a lion and a tiger that Hot. they were they were really big <laughs> components of. And then I had all of my my little ponies that they were all in the same world and like Barbies were being enslaved to other Barbies. Oh, yeah. and, like, See now we should, I, I think there was a bit of a missed opportunity. <laughs> So, okay, that was a lot to say that there was sort of, there's sort of two things happening in this movie is that one, Barbie land is an unrealistic representation of women's true problems that they have internally. Mm -hmm. They're ignoring existential terror, aging and dying. Yeah. And Barbie land also doesn't give the men enough of an existential purpose at all. Yes. Um, they only exist to... Uh, to have job of beach. To have job of beach and to be to exist in the light of the Barbie's gaze. The yeah. Barbies get to be Supreme Court justices and mm-hmm. all that. And but, president and have their dream houses. But, but essentially, Ken doesn't have a house. There is no reality to their dreams. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of two different things we're looking at there. Plus then we have the Mattel stuff on top of it, which we've already established we don't think really works. Yeah. How does this get resolved? Well, the inci- the inciting thing is that they bring American Ferreira's character back from the real world. And her daughter. And her daughter into Barbie land. And America Ferreira gives an impassioned speech about how hard it is to be a woman. Mm-hmm. In a man's world. She sure does. And I would venture to say that this is the worst part of the film. Because it's it's the, it, it, in a movie that is, that is not uh, prolific in subtlety this is the part that is just like the most bare and bald and just telling you it's just the it's just the screenwriter saying this is what i think and here you go yes it is the screenwriter being like hey actually let's stop down and everything before that has been ironic meta commentary mm-hmm. Um, and even when we're saying something that's on the nose, we're acknowledging that we're doing that. Mm-hmm. So so don't, we're lampshading the fact that it's obvious. So don't get mad at us for doing something obvious because we yep. know. Yep. But now let's stop the movie down and have a heartfelt speech by America Ferreira about how hard it is to be a woman. Because you have all these conflicting demands of you and you can never be enough and it's always your fault. And my thought when listening to this was like, okay, sh- I, I, and it, the, you don't the, disagree. The, the, the substance. I'm, I'm like, yeah, true. But but why are we doing this? And also, this would, is a very you could easily rewrite that to be from the Ken's point of view in terms of unfairness to men. And I think that this movie both wants to touch on 
unfairness to men while also being like, yeah, but that's like not that's not the point. It's not important. Well, and so then we get this. You big can kind lecture. of get away with it because because men are empowered, it is less important, I suppose. Then don't spend so much time with Ken. Yeah, but Ken's fun. But Ken's fun. <laughs> yeah, so counterpoint, Ken is fun. Yeah. So what do you think yeah, like, uh, about? Yeah, like the patriarchy Barbie world sounds fun. You yeah. Get to watch, you get to watch movies about horses. and, and It have, sounds great. You get to watch The Godfather samurai. all the time. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's cooler. It, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's great. No, no complaints there. But we get America Ferreira in like a five-minute monologue about how hard it is to be a woman. and It's a long monologue. It's, it's long, and it's just... And it, people were crying in the theater. Uh, hundred percent people As were she crying, said it. but, so, she, but she's know. also saying a lot of things that I'm also like I, I agree but they're also so trite it's so trite and like, it's, it's just like it's, it's women's studies 101 yeah it's like the, the surface level observations yeah I, absolutely if I were a freshman in college and I were taking this in like my first semester gender studies whatever I could I would probably have written something like that and been mm-hmm. like I cracked the fucking code you guys yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so then they have to deprogram the rest of the Barbies with By this telling speech. them, yes. By essentially doing the speech to them. And then they're like, wow, it is like, it do be like that. Except for if they were Barbies living in this Barbie world, they wouldn't actually have that lived experience. So no, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, so again, the internal logic of the movie doesn't really make sense there. But like, I'm willing to sort of, I guess, forgive all of that. Okay, another internal logic failure that I want to point out that stuck out to me. So when she's at the Mattel headquarters and they're like, get back in the box, bitch. She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm sorry, leading up to that, this is wrong. I I jumped there because I hated that part. But she goes and puts on, she changes out of her like roller skating costume into the the two-piece hot pink denim bell-bottom, which is a great outfit, by the way. She looks incredible. Oh, my God. Margot Robbie is fucking operating on On another level. Yeah, Yeah, a level level of milk, for for sure. But she goes in, she, like, walks out with her outfit, and the guy's like, hey, you have to pay for that. And And she, like, runs away. And my thought was, why would Barbie do that? How would she, what, what, what context would she even have that this is a reaction she would, she'd be like, oh, sorry, I have this play money or like, oh, I'll just get you, like, just write my name. Don't just give me like on the fake register. Or I was like, why do that? It, it, it is sort of a missed opportunity because like the, the logic of the worlds of the movie is not really consistent. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like, I, I do think like, obviously you need to be able to ignore it sometimes. Yeah, sure. Um, so like, you know. But then you miss other opportunities, I think, in building like a strong logic of the world. Especially if you're kind of doing fish out of water stuff, Mm -hmm. but you don't like fully go in that direction. And also it's hurt by the fact that this is what I mentioned up top. The real world isn't realistic enough to contrast with Barbie land. Like there are times when it is. Yeah. They're like when they first arrive in Venice Beach and you're kind of like, Look, you're like, oh, okay, this is, feels like real. If if the real world were seeing these people, whatever. Mm-hmm. However, counterpoint, if the real world were seeing two uh, incredibly attractive blonde people in like kind of zany, but still very hot body mm-hmm. roller skating outfits, they would, no one would be like, ha ha, you look stupid. People <laughs> would be like, oh my God, they look so yeah, cool. Especially in Venice Beach, especially which in is Venice like Beach. the capital of freaks if you've never been there. Yeah, come on. They would fit in right away. Yeah, like even when Margot Robbie approaches uh, the I... girl first, uh, like the little girl who's America Ferreira's daughter to try to like, you know, because she thinks like, oh, you must be sad. And if I can make you not sad, you, we, you know, I won't be sad in Barbie land. Um, 
the little girl is just like, oh, you're Barbie, I guess. Like, how stupid. It's, and it's just like, wait, so do the people in this movie, like, have an inherent understanding that a Barbie could... Like, no one, no one's really behaving naturally, as you said. Yeah, like no the, one's behaving naturally. Um, but, you know, then there's there are funny things. Like, I, I really laughed when she's like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, let me tell you what's wrong with you. You're yeah. a fascist. And, yeah. and Margaret Robbie's, like, sobbing at the idea that she's a fascist. Like, I thought that was very funny. She's like, I don't control the railways. Yeah, like, I, I thought that was good. I um, like the part where Ryan Gosling is like, oh, when, when like, the Barbies, win, like, take back the... the, the the Barbie land world. He's mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, you know, honestly about the patriarchy, like I lost interest when I learned it wasn't about horses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. I like that. Like that. And one. he's like crying. Like Barbie and Ken do a lot of like, like openly weeping yes. in this film. Yeah. And basically anytime anyone was reacting very emotionally to something that was like conceptual, mm-hmm. because this movie is all concepts. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I agree with that. Um, but then we also have Barbie who's got v- various. So like the, the moment when she's like sitting all alone in Venice or like wherever and like looking at, the sights around her and like observing like the man yelling at his girlfriend or like the old woman next to her. And it's like, and she's like, Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you didn't like that? Right? I, I didn't like it because I'm like, I liked you're it. not. I, I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. Sure. I agree. I agree. Oh, I it suppose. sounds like you don't. I agree. I suppose. But like, Famous I costume designer. She it, says it, that it's, it's hard for me to have like the, I'm crying funny moments and I'm crying because of the sentiment moments butted up so close together. Here's, I don't mind it, but I would have just removed America Ferreira's monologue and found a different device for how they deprogrammed the Kens Mm -hmm. because that was, yeah. And I liked two moments of sentiment in the film. One, I liked her looking at the old woman in the bus stop and telling her she was beautiful because I liked the idea of a, in Barbie land, you only have a conception of yourself as a forever young, forever perfect 10 woman. Mm. And then the idea that a Barbie would come out into the world and learn something about the beauty of femininity and existentialism, essentially, from experiencing it firsthand and seeing that it was beautiful. I like that. I thought that was when the movie was at its strongest. And it's reinforced later by Rhea Perlman, mm-hmm. the creator of Barbie, saying... Like, yes, you were an idealized version of femininity, but I never lost sight, I suppose, of the the real existential fears of women um, and the realities of, of aging and dying and all this stuff. Like, you were meant to be like an avatar of the best of an aspirational womanhood. Yeah. And then there's like a montage set to a Billie Eilish song of what I actually learned was like, apparently that all those clips were uh, like relatives of the production. That's interesting. Which is like, I I like that. Like that is like a, that is like a human element to it. So I go, but it just raises the question. Do you buy it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to say it. We're like, no, fuck no. Of course not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course not. Because I, like, sure, I... So you don't think Barbie can mean both things? No. It can't be an idealized version of womanhood and and also not a toxic standard to which we're all measuring ourselves against? I think that it's fine to say that, like, oh, that was my original intention. Is there a fat Barbie? 
No, not in There's real life. There's a fat Barbie in Barbie Land. It's fat, and she's very successful. She's doing her thing. But is there a fat Barbie? No, there is not a fat. Barbie. I want to Google this. Is there? A Go fat ahead, Google. Barbie. Fat I want to Google. Is there Go, a fat is there a fat Barbie? Barbie? No, I mean, and I think that like the first black Barbie was introduced in 1983 or something like that. Um, I think that they've had. So they did do this series of like, and this was maybe. 10 years ago where they had like normal different body type Barbies. But, like, <laughs> so yeah, in 2016, they released yeah. a curvy Barbie. She's yeah. barely, she just has wide hips. Yes, correct. Um, There's no fat Barbie. I'm looking at you, look at these pictures. Yeah. Like, these are just like, there's just oh. wide hipped Barbies. <laughs> They're just birthing hip Barbie. Um, no, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Like the, the, the movie wants to have its cake and eat it too, in terms of its, its ideology, which is, whatever like it's a pg-13 summer movie and greta gerwig wants to do more blockbusters whatever that that that's fine but i i just cannot fully invest into into the sentimental parts of it because i'm just like i i don't i don't buy this like i i don't think that this is real i think that this is it, it, it's a corporate apologetics in 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 some ways um i don't yeah. know i'm not i'm wasn't i just wasn't impressed by those takeaways i i felt that it was what it set out to be pretty much and despite the fact that there were like internal logic things about it that didn't really make sense conceptually whatever yeah maybe we're, some we're not gonna like cinemas you know yeah we're not gonna cinemasins it uh, that 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 may all have been very confusing for you to hear because we didn't really follow the plot. We didn't really explain the concepts or whatever. Yeah, we but just if sort you've of seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. But you've seen the movie, you know what you're talking about. I thought it was essentially fine for what it was. It was good. I enjoyed it. I laughed. I agree. I, I agree. It's essentially fine. Like that. That that. I'm not like offended by it or anything. No, certainly not. Uh, because there's nothing in it of substance to be offended by. I, I guess I would be very offended if I saw a lot of people hailing it as a feminist masterpiece. Like, I, I don't see that yet. So I'm. It's that's gonna not happen. annoying me. It's going to happen. You think it's going to happen? I, honestly, watching it, my thought was, okay, this is, this is, has the potential to be, in terms of, uh, girl group and like girl friendship group movies. This is like the next Mean Girls. Like mm. my me and my high school friends. Whenever we get all together in a group, there's always it's like, oh, let's put on Mean Girls. Uh, in the same Mean way Girls has of, like, more of an edge than this movie. Mean Girls has way more of an edge, but we're also like millennials, and this is this is Mean Girl for Zoomers and and Gen A. <laughs> if I can launch one more criticism yeah. of it. It let women off the hook a little. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. We were absolved it, of all of our it, crimes. I would have, I sort of wanted, it would have been dark. Because, um, you know, I suppose she thinks like, well, just a Barbie thinking about the idea of death is dark enough. You know, that's all I need to do. But I think it would have been interesting to have a Barbie who, like, red-eyed crying and clawing wanted the patriarchy back. Or something the, like the that. The trad wife you know, Barbie. Like the trad wife Barbie. Like, let's really get into it. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, let's really examine what like, happens. No, I really did like just serving drinks. Yeah. And, what happens when a woman around. is very, very complicit because in those everything exist, that's as bad we are about aware. Barbie. Um, yeah. Or, or problematic yeah. about Barbie. But, no, but this has a very idealized version of womanhood where we're all on the same side it, what, and we're it, all on the same feminism A woman's, side. the only crime a woman is ever committing in this movie is the crime of ignorance. Yes. There is never the crime of... Uh, the crime of, of, of being taken advantage yeah. of. 
and and it's it's a joke, you know. Like mm-hmm. Barbie isn't fascist. Yes. But what if there was a fascist Barbie? Where is like fascist wouldn't, Barbie? wouldn't that be a little more interesting? Yeah. Like if there was one, you know, yeah. and that's a place where like a Rick and Morty episode might go to. hundred percent. Uh, well, I mean, a Rick and Morty actually has a. It a, has fascist world. A fascist female world uh, yes. episode in the first season. It's quite, it was one of the funnier episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But of course, then you would be accused of, you know, being bad. Being bad. Um, okay. I wanted to say something else that this is controversial and I've mentioned this to you, but it's time that we talk about on the pod. Um, Ryan Gosling should not have been cast as Ken. Wow. Um, he was exceptional. In he was exceptional. No, he was amazing. He was probably my favorite part of the movie. He was so funny. He's he's an incredibly talented comedic actor. One he of the one sing. of the great and also an in, incredible dramatic actor. Like he's got it all. He's like really like full package. Mm-hmm. However, in my opinion, he's too old. Wow. And I'm not, not not saying that he like looks old or anything like that, but wow. you know he's ten years older than, than than Margot Robbie, which I'm not saying problematic age difference. Wow. I'm saying in my brain, I envision Barbie and Ken as the same age. Um, and also, I think that he is too uh, uniquely handsome. I when I think of Ken as well, like the stereotypical Ken, if she's stereotypical Barbie. And, and I think she is. She oh my is. god! I mean, she's so gorgeous, but it's in like the most conventional way possible. Of like, when you picture a beautiful woman, like you probably picture her, or at least I do. When I picture like a beautiful, classically handsome man, I don't picture Ryan Gosling, who, by the way, is incredibly handsome and hot. So who would like, you have cast instead? I, I mean, I wouldn't have actually cast this person because he would have been bad in the role. But like Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. and in terms of that type, like I think that they, they, I think it would have served them if they could have found someone who could have carried the Ken role like Ryan Gosling, which I don't know if that person exists, but has the looks that I'm more expecting. I think that that would have enhanced it. But I'm not saying he's bad the only because problem he's the best is, part. I, I guess I just can't think of who that would be because Henry Cavill couldn't do it. No, no, you couldn't do it. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. You're also, like, allowed to cast people that aren't A-listers. That's allowed. R- Rachel, no. I know. Okay, great. Absolutely <laughs> not. Great, crazy. T- especially for something like this, it would obviously never happen. So, uh, I think that it's Or, like, time- Anthony Starr. Anthony uh, Starr's also old. Okay, okay, I'm okay. All right. I, Wait, I, how is he any different? Than I don't Ryan know how Gosling. old he is off the top of my head. He's like I'm, fucking forty something. Okay, I thought maybe he was like in his mid thirties. No. I, I would accept up to like thirty seven for the same okay. age. Like between thirty two and thirty seven. Those are the. Oh, you need someone who can somewhat sing. You need too. someone who can wow. sing. Ra- only Ryan Gosling could have done this. Yeah, maybe it's it's really the case that only Ryan could have done it. But um, good musical numbers, I would say too. I, I forgot think, to mention that. Yeah, good musical numbers. We the production values, the costuming, the sound. I thought that there the were music. a lot of really innovative things that they did with Barbie World, where I was just so charmed yes. by how they interpreted it. Production-wise, I really have no notes. Let's talk about Greta Gerwig. Yeah, let's talk because about her. Because in terms of her director, she directed the hell out of this movie. Sure. Her writing on it, we have quibbles with to sure. a certain extent. But yeah. she directed the hell out of this movie. What's next for Greta? We have to talk about it. Because she just made the highest grossing film ever directed by a woman. Mm -hmm. She's going to have incredible She gets to do basically whatever she wants now. Yeah, she is going to be one of those directors that at this point has at least one blank check movie. Yeah. Where a studio is just like, fine, do it. So what does she want to do? Uh, We were talking about this uh, a few days ago, but... 
Um, I, I watched Lady Bird uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend for the first time, mm-hmm. and my takeaway was like, okay, this is Judy Bloom, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, well, Little Women is YA. Judy Bloom is YA. Is this YA? Yeah, this is YA. Yeah. Well, it kind of is, but it's so conceptual. Like we sort of we were fine with it in terms of the observations it was making. We thought they were just like kind of like pretty obvious. But I have heard reports. Uh, from middle America, uh, yes. from the sisters and, and cousins of friends of yeah, friends, yeah, that yeah, yeah. this movie kind of baffles some people in the in the heartland. I think that's I think Judy I think, Bloom baffled people. Yeah, okay. I, I guess I'm not I'm not saying it's so like I'm not saying that doesn't make it not YA. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah, sure. it makes it a little. It's it's a little. It has different. It's flavor. a little more uh, than just fluff. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure. Or obviousness that we sort of see. Um, we're so smart. You we're, guys. So we're so much more advanced. Smart. Than the rubes Not like those of the flyover fucking states. corn-fed rubes. Yeah. No. But um, what does she want to do? Oh, I think she has like stated like I want to do I want to do like big budget projects, which she's going to be able to do at this point. But what is that I don't know what she wants like? to do in her in her artistic vision. I don't know what that is because we know what Noah Baumbach wants to do. He wants to do talky. Mm-hmm pieces that he thinks he's a lot more intelligent than Adam he Driver. actually is. Uh, he fucking sucks. I fucking hate <laughs> Noah Baumbach. Um, he, uh, Greta Gerwig is 1,000% more talented than him, him, both as a director and writer. Um, what does she want to do with this blank check? Because if she wants to make another Barbie movie, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. If she wants to make something that is like this... Again, I'm going to be like, that was a missed fucking opportunity. Yeah, because you could have done something fresh. But if she wants to make something ambitious and a little more difficult, God, I hope she does. Because we haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but like we're seeing now how Nolan's using his blank checks. Yeah. You know, he made studios a lot of more money. difficult. Yeah, to get progressively more difficult. And we'll we'll decide whether he succeeds or not with that when we, we watch We will his movie. decide. But he's trying. Lord, he's trying. Lord. Is Greta Gerwig going to try? Um I don't I, I honestly I I it's hard for me to predict this because it's not like her other movies were like super niche or subversive or anything well, like YA. that. Yeah. They're, and and uh, like, very popular. Like, I mean, obviously they're not like blockbusters, but they weren't, I, they weren't like indie. No one's ever heard of this like sleeper production, whatever. And they're all very consumable uh, mm-hmm. is, is how I feel about it, which, which is again, fine. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I, I like you, I agree. Like, I, I'll be looking for her to do something challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least something that's like gearing up to something challenging, not in terms of like the production itself, like whatever, but like in terms of what she's trying to say as an artist, because okay. I don't really, I, I don't really have like a big takeaway from her as an artist from what I've seen of her. Right. Like she's just, she's just a very, very, very capable director extremely in terms of just capable. like structure and also extremely capable of, of in particular directing women she's yeah. very good at it and she wants to tell women's stories which we is know awesome that. let's do that uh, and that's great hopefully she keeps her stupid partner noah bombach away yeah keep from noah projects, out of this because i don't i mean i don't know he didn't seem to fuck this one up <laughs> so uh 
But I just I just wonder, you know, because she has stated she wants to do more super high budget affairs. And I just wonder yeah. what that looks like. Yeah. I mean, maybe if we're if we're if we're extremely lucky, we'll get her to do the third Captain Marvel movie. See, that would be the that would be a huge tragedy. Yeah. Huge. Tragedy. I just, my heart just sank. <laughs> at the idea of her, what, what we need her to be doing her Oppenheimer. Yeah. What is her Oppenheimer? You know, yeah. Um, because that's what you should want. I want I, I want to see Greta do something about, like, Judith Butler. Give me something like that. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know that she can handle that. Maybe, maybe not now, but she can, like... This, I think about this growth. was her doing Judith Butler. This is, like, as far as like, she can yeah, go. Yeah, that's as much as she's interested in exploring that. I mean, I don't even know what that would... That would probably suck. Like, a Judith Butler movie. But sure, okay, like, okay, but however, I will say, if someone... Maybe when it was, like, first being discussed, when we were talking about... Nolan doing like just like a straight up real movie again that is like also more narrowly focused than something like Dunkirk. Mm -hmm. My thought was also like, I don't know. I don't like that sounds like it's probably going to suck actually. And now I'm like, "Mm, well, well, maybe not. Maybe Maybe like you've matured and developed and all of those other things, which you can continuously do as an artist. You're not locked in. Um, Not saying that she needs to do a, a Judith Butler or whatever, but something like, Something from Judy Bloom to Judith Butler. Oh, all right. There's something the two there. Judys. Someone write that down. Someone, someone's yeah. doing their PhD thesis about that right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what she does. I hope that. I, I don't know. I hope she doesn't do. I hope she doesn't do another franchise. Do Middlemarch or something. I don't know. Ooh, like some, some liter- yeah. doing the literary adaptation that a woman wrote and yeah, uh, you know, like Little Women because I thought Little Women was quite good. Frankenstein. I, I thought, yeah. Ooh. Oh, Greta Gerwig's Frankenstein. Interesting. That's pretty dope. Okay. There's something there. Yeah. Greta, call us. Call us. We will lead you in the right direction. We will We will squash your worst impulses where you are just a little too on we the nose. We will kill Noah Baumbach. Yeah, we'll That's kill for Noah sure. Baumbach. We'll shove him in a trunk. We'll, make, we'll take the Y-A-ness out of your work and yeah. get you to a deeper, more... <laughs> Uh, uh, intellectually felt emotional place. Mm, Greta, 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 come on. Listen to us. We're so much smarter than you. <laughs> uh, I could have done Barbie. I could have done it. No problem. Whatever. I could have done that. I mean, a, t- a TV writer could have made that script. Like a Rick and Morty writer could have done the Barbie script, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know that we, you know, like it, only, it, it couldn't, it wasn't just like, oh, it could only have sprung from the, the twisted the mind. mind of Greta Gerwig. Like, it's like, I think that, like, it was very much in the metaversal con- meta concerns of things getting made now. Yeah. is ironic commentary on concepts that we all have an emerging understanding of as newly woke. Yeah. Fucking, uh political actors that feel I mean, like, our agency I mean, like, slipping D- away. Disney is doing it with its own properties. Like yeah. when uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet came out a few years ago, which is the sequel to mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph. They had the Disney princesses in it talking to the main girl character and they were all saying things like, do you need a man to rescue you? Are your parents yeah. dead? It's like, all right, okay. We've been doing this a long time. We've there is, been doing it. There is nothing particularly groundbreaking about this. About the idea thing. of this, yes. But for that, 
it is a quite well executed meta commentary. Sure. I thought. I think the biggest issue is that uh, Barbie should have had a different outfit on in every single shot. Oh, sure. <laughs> I think yeah. that that would have been fun for me. Yeah, personally. we should have had another. Uh, the, 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 the cowboy one lasted a little too long. I agree. As I much wanted, as I liked as, it. As beautiful as she looked in it, I wanted more, more costume outfits. changes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, I mean, yeah. So my, yeah, my Barbies were getting like kidnapped and enslaved, but they were also mm. having a lot of outfit changes. Yeah. So more of that, please. Although it, it was, I will say it was cute to hear uh, like, uh, like women in the audience, uh, especially during like that opening like disco dance scene, mm-hmm. just going like, oh my God, like this is, inc- and just like, just like you know, ooing and aahing over the dream house, and which is like, all practical, not at CGI. And it looked amazing. It looked great. It looked so yeah. good. It's like more apparently of that. built to seventy five percent scale, so oh, that they like, couldn't quite fit yeah. in a lot of places, like a real Barbie dream house. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot production of really, wise, we love. Yeah, this. we love the production values of yeah. this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've I, I, I a lot. think I think Barbie is. At, you should see it. I yeah. think it's it's it's. I mean, it's not groundbreaking, but I think it's important to see and observe where we are. If you're going to take yourself out of a cultural event, you're a fool. Yeah, if you're taking it out of it because, oh, I don't want to... Uh, I'm better than this. Like, no, you're not. No. So, yeah, I mean, go go see it, especially while it's hot. This yeah. is like, this is like, fail- no, it's not like that. That's way too high of praise. I was going to say, this is like not seeing cats when it came out. <laughs> Nothing can compare to that, Nothing. though. That was <laughs> on its own level. Whew. Yeah. Barbie. Yeah. I mean, Barbie. go see it. Uh, I have beef with it, but I'm a hater. Dr. Movies is, a, a th- thank God he's a man and his man brain is working correctly. Yes. So I, I mean, I really needed. So true. I needed so, to mansplain Barbie to you. Needed, you. I needed Barbie oh, to be mansplained it's to so me. so funny. I mansplained it to you. Ha ha ha. Mansplain. Manspread. Mojo Doja Casa House. Yeah. Oh. Fur coats. Wear glasses. Yeah. I'm Ken. Just yeah. can. And guess what? It's funny because of the performance. Yep. Not 100%. Of the concept. It's funny because Ryan Gosling is fucking hilarious. Yes. <laughs> That's why. So, yeah, go, go see it for Ryan Gosling, if nothing else. And the incredible outfit. A man steals the movie yet again. In, in, in a movie named for a woman. Mm, Damn. Many such cases. Many such cases. You hate to see it except for. Girls, I'm actually- <laughs> you dumb broads, you'll never win. <laughs> you never even get your own movie. Yeah. The, just, just so you know dumb bitches out there (laughs) that no matter what you do, no matter how subversive and feminist you try to be, the capitalist patriarchy will always reconstitute your best, most valiant efforts into a profit. Yeah. Tell them America for That will enrich men. Yeah. And no matter how you point at it, or, or try to, to acknowledge it and mm-hmm. thereby rob it of its power over you. It never, you're, you will never be free. Can't be done. You will never be free of your enslavement at the hands of the phallics. Yeah, it's it, it's so true. It's so it's so true, King. And you like it. <laughs> and I like it. She let parody, me hit because I'm goofy. Parody satire. <laughs> parody satire. Hashtag parody. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the next thing we're gonna talk about is is Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Two weeks. Book it. Here we go. Two and I'm bad like the Barbie. I'm a doll, but I still wanna party. Pink felt like I'm ready to bend. I'm a ten, so I pull in a can. Like Jazzy, Stacy, Nikki.